0: A long-form discussion podcast about musical topics both past and present. I'm Gabe and I'm joined as always by Dan. Hello. And Derek. Hello. So Dan, after our last episode, you made me realize that Valentine's Day was coming up (laughs) soon. And that what you want is to discuss My Bloody Valentine's Loveless. I only said... I'm worried our analysis will be only shallow (laughs) unless we approach this classic LP in another way, like trying to rank every song to which you replied if this and yes (laughs) god okay is that what you said (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah exactly exactly that verbatim (laughs) all right i I had some trouble coming up with an intro but we are indeed about to dive deep into every track on my bloody valentine's 1991 uber classic loveless and just to make things a little bit harder on ourselves we're gonna attempt to rank these 11 perfect songs i gotta say this was very very difficult I was uh, I was making major changes like 30 minutes ago to my list. Um but before we get started, I want to hear a little bit about your personal histories with My Bloody Valentine in general and this album in particular.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, of course this is a, this is a, a classic record like like you said, tough to to even rank these uh you know, th- this is one of those bands I, I don't really even remember the first time I heard them. It it was like something um you know, I got into the I don't know if people even know this, but I remember Yahtzee, it was like a music trading like forum yep, where yep. you would like post like, you know, I think it was media fire back then uh, links of like records and I, you know, I got on there and then, you know, people would always have like, you know, get into shoegaze, you know, for example, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever and I would just go in all of those things and, and listen to, to records and, uh, you know, like I found this record, uh, you know, from from that and, uh, you know, I mean, like, like everybody else fell in love with it and uh, here we
0: are. Yeah. What about you, Dern?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know why I have, I've never tried doing this before, but I went to my last FM because I kind of like you, Dan, I wasn't really sure when I started listening. I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't uh, really remember. But, uh, last FM has, makes it very clear that 2009 was, was the year that I was like <laughs> scrabbling nice. my bloody Valentine like crazy. Um, which would have meant I was probably, you know, in college, probably walking around, uh, USF, um, quite a bit and now that i think about it you know that was one of my favorite things to do was just to listen to music and walk around that enormous campus you know what i mean um so yeah and i mean and i mean i i have been familiar with um my bloody valentine I, i'm pretty sure gabe you were probably first amongst us that were, that really got into them so i kind of came to it a bit later but you know it was like an immediate reaction um just like one of those things that. What have I been doing with my entire life uh, yeah. not listening to this? you know what I mean there was there was no period of like slowly getting into it. It was kind mm-hmm. of like immediate,
0: yeah, I don't remember when exactly it happened, like how old I was, but I just remember that you know I remember the first time I was hearing this album because I was pushing up against that like Best Buy wall at that time where it was like I was running out of new things to discover that they sold at Best Buy and yeah. I, I must have downloaded this too, and when I heard it, you know. It was just like, holy shit, like I had never heard sounds like this before. I mean, we'll talk about it. But those opening, you know, the very opening of Only Shallow, like blew my mind wide open. And I've been, you know, really listening, you know, fairly obsessively ever since, um, got, you know, many phases got like tremendously into basically every, well, everything they've released except for I've never listened to anything before, <laughs> you know, like ecstasy and wine. I don't know. I've never even <laughs> been curious to check out that like early, early stuff. But um, you know I've gone through phases where like this album is my favorite, isn't anything is my favorite. MBV is my favorite. Um, was profoundly into that. I got to see them when they sort of reunited for MBV, and then me and Dan we yeah, went we and saw them what last year or a year before? Uh, I think it was
1: um, yeah year before in Chicago.
0: Yeah, so I've seen them twice now, and um, that's a bracing experience all in its own. But yeah, I mean I've just I've just uh, it's really something I, I've been obsessed with for a very long time, um, which I think makes it even harder to rank now let's get into those ranks usually i screw with dan a little bit by making him you know be the first to say the worst track on a very classic album but i'll be very surprised if we don't all have the same number 11 here so dan what is your number 11
1: yeah i mean i think i think the the only really easy choice in this ranking is is the last one and and not that it's bad uh it's just an interlude so touched um i, I assume uh-huh. that's what we all have
2: do you darren uh, it's a little later on my list. No, I'm just kidding. Are you joking? Okay, no, I got oh, it. Thank
0: God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, it is It is an interlude. It's like a minute long, um, a little under. You know, the thing that I think is weird here <clears throat> is that there are a bunch of interludes on this album, like four interludes or so, and this isn't even like the longest one. You know, the longest one is probably at the end of What You Want, where it's just those kind of like looping... Mm-hmm synth lines um leading into the last track soon but you know this one's definitely the most composed but why do you think it's sort of singled out as its own track i i think because like didn't the drummer completely make this
1: song um uh-huh. I, I can't pronounce his name but um like right. uh yeah I, I think that's why it's 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 separate where the other um interludes are just you know stuck to another track you know
2: yeah i hadn't really considered it because you're you're absolutely right Gabe. a lot of it's you know a couple of the tracks here seem to end in a way that could have you know been carved out i guess as a, like a 30 40 second right. know, loop or something like that
0: yeah and you know this one i think is extra remarkable because no guitars it's more of like a lo-fi synth you know sort of like symphonic kind of a thing you know there's like things imitating strings timpani-esque drums but like again like very kind of like lo-fi and distant sounding um it kind of like moves in an interesting way you know it almost reminds me of some of these like like on pet sounds those beach boys instrumentals that are like almost like brian wilson just doing a little like a mini symphony or something it's like designed to actually kind of move and and grow which is different from like the kind of loops that we get um you know i i kind of feel like i guess i want to ask about the interludes in general and maybe we can kind of group touched into it but i think they often give you like kind of a necessary breather because so many of these tracks are, are so layered like such huge walls of sound that you sometimes very much need something like this which is like pretty thin again no guitars at all just like kind of lo-fi synths you know what i mean yeah i completely agree i mean it's like it's like a little breather you know i i think this record would
1: suffer a lot if none of these interludes were there uh, and probably even if, if if it took any of them out i think it would suffer a little bit you know they, they really are just like good uh breathing spaces and none of them are like Uh, you know stupid or you know unnecessary like they're all like they all sound cool like this one's like really awesome you know like those like weird animal kind of noises or or, you know i I, (laughs) like like i have no idea how like they even made that like is it a a sample screwed with is it you know a synth like i have no idea you know they're they're really
2: cool
0: in their own right i think yeah do you like the transitions darren
2: oh i love them um honestly it's like one of my favorite Parts about this album, and I think you know, we'll kind of come back to this idea of like, you know, I I just feel like it they each flow into each other. Um, I love just getting lost in the record and not even like worrying about track names or where i'm at because it just seems to it it, it just kind of knows just the right amount to give you and then kind of settle you down a little bit but never mm-hmm. it never like quite lets you go right you you barely ever hear like complete silence before the next track picks that's true. up, you know what i mean and i i i just i enjoy every second of it like honestly it's a great like headphone experience you know what i mean yeah, yeah
0: and I, I think it's also very interesting that there's often you know something like that feels like a high pass filter or something that these transitional pieces are run through in a way which again just like makes it it just makes it feel huge when we go to the next song and obviously like the best part maybe about touched is the way it transitions oh, into yeah. to hear knows when but we'll talk about that song a little later um all right so we're back to you then dan uh we all have the same number 11 touch what is your number 10 uh, yeah, number ten. I put uh, "What You Want." Uh, you know, okay. I, we're, we're gonna
1: say this over and over, but all the songs in here are great. So you know, n- <laughs> yes. nobody, nobody, yeah, we can't, um, nobody
0: get mad. Okay, it's just yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody. I, get mad. I, I, I can't promise I won't like flip out if something <laughs> something goes awry.
1: But 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 basically, I, I put this song. You know, so you know, low because it, it, it's the one that that's the closest to feeling out of place. You know, it, it's the most sort of like normal song you know like there's almost Mm. like not like that wall of sound here you know i mean the 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 vocals are still like incredibly you know vague and obscured like like the rest of the record but it it doesn't feel like they're buried under like the the, these a million amps and and you know just a a thousand guitars and and whatever like like the rest of it Uh, this almost like sort of seems like a little bit of a a holdover from from earlier mbv era Mm. you know like like not 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 quite but just you know like it like it's the old is leaking through like like if you told me this was the first song they wrote for this record i like i would believe that you know just 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 because there's the the glimpse of of previous uh
0: work yeah i agree with that because it's it's like the punkiest song yeah yeah and isn't anything has like a huge presence of And and you know some of their EPs and stuff have like this huge Presence of these they're basically punk songs But they're so noisy that they're like sounding Buried in mess and I think This one is incredibly noisy um, I have it just a little bit later but It's almost the most abrasive The harshest um, Song here it's like The one where, you know, the people like to make fun of, poke fun at My Bloody Valentine and say that it's basically like a pop song with like a vacuum running. (laughs) Um, This is the song that sounds most like that because it's so trebly and abrasive. I I think it's so interesting how like the vocals have all of the bass sucked out of them on this track in particular. And I think that that's something that is honestly almost like the coolest thing about this album for me. And it's something I'll talk about more later, but. You know it's not like I don't know you think of this album as being like Very coherent you know like A very um, sustained sound Throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. But if you really dig deep into it Every track is like almost Arranged or Constructed in an entirely different way So like some tracks have Huge booming bass you know other tracks Are just like pure treble Pure like as close to white noise as possible And this one is like particularly Abrasive you know you hear that like the bass is playing like high notes most of the time you know so that it kind of like stays floating up above your head in in a way you know it's it's like a very I, I agree that it's like maybe sounds a little bit more like isn't anything but it's a very interesting uh production on this track all the same what'd you say darren
2: yeah i mean i absolutely agree in fact this is actually my number nine and i will okay. admit it was a little higher on my list uh not too long ago it just kind of you know just shuffling around with some of the other songs that ended up a bit lower but um you know one of the things that this song highlights that i absolutely love about this record is that feeling of like almost as if you're listening to complete chaos like just total noise but then you've got this very melodic like synth line or the the vocals that kind of like hold it together and suddenly you feel like the chaos actually is just as controlled as that beautiful melody that you're hearing from the vocals. You know what I mean? That like it all comes together and, and it's like a glue that's just holding the track together in a, in a, in a way. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's an, am- I love it. It's an amazing track. It really is, but it's, um, it's
0: a rush, a rush yeah. of energy. And I do, it, it, I do yeah. like when they do this. Cause and, it, yeah. Cause like- they do it all
2: over the album. I mean, that's the exhilaration of this an album. It's like, you know, kind of just constantly hammering away and like going at you know full full power pretty much the entire yeah, and, and time yet right?
0: mm-hmm. sometimes it like explodes you know sometimes like the chorus like blows up and here it's more of like a just sustained energy the whole way through like right. these pounding driving drums that never quit another thing i think is kind of unique about this song um is that you know this is something we'll talk about uh as well but There's often like a sort of a hook, you know, quote unquote, which is usually like a synth line that kind of shines through or something like that. Yeah. Here, the hook is actually just like one slamming chord. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know what I mean? It's not like (laughs) the high shines through the shines through everything the way like, you know, when you sleep that hook does or something like that. It's Uh just like smashing chords. It adds to the punk edge. And I think it actually makes it kind of like a something stands out a little bit. Would you? agree with that dan yeah of course i mean like you like you said that that chord
1: and this is something that that's that's crazy like about mbv like in general is that like the the hook is always like some sort of you know, instrumental thing. It's rarely like a a vocal. And I, you know, I, I think that this is a good example here because it, like I said, the, the kind of the reason I put it at number 10 is it's sort of a, you know, quote unquote, normal song uh, compared Mm. to the rest of the record, but it still is using that like kind of, I don't want to say trick, but you know, for lack of a better word, I will, um,
0: which, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Darren, what is your number 10?
2: (laughs) I get the feeling that every track we're going to talk about is going to sound as if it's the number one track. Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) know. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: So for me, my number 10 is Blown A Wish.
0: Okay, I got that quite a bit higher, honestly, but go ahead.
2: (laughs) Same. You know, I'm not going to... I can't talk about it as if it's like a bad track, you know, or why I put it at number 10. There's just Uh, other moments in the album that I just love more but this track has you know gorgeous like vocal melodies happening um you know i i can't really say exactly why you know it's not as good as the other ones um maybe it'll make more sense once i start explaining the other songs i guess but um yeah for me, for me it's just kind of one of the ones that like you know by the time you get to this point in the record it, it's you know you're you're already like so embedded in in the record and like some of the tracks that kind of precede it like really like take your breath away I feel like in in just the the melodies and the moments and stuff and when you get to this it's I don't want to say samey necessarily but you know what I mean like I, I just I, I don't know you know
0: I I, I honestly I feel like it's a real change all of a sudden like a late album kind of change up that I think is really welcome but. Dan, if you also have it a little bit later, I think maybe we should save it because I do think I agree with you, Darren, that it's like useful somehow to like contrast it with other songs that we'll talk more about um, later on. So maybe we'll come back around to that. My yeah. number 10, I've got Come In Alone. Does that outrage anybody? Uh, no, that's my number eight. So we're we're pretty close. Okay. Uh, so
2: it's, it's, it's later for me. So I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little heated, but not like, <laughs> okay. you know,
0: all right. Too, we're doing okay too, so too far. far.
2: Yeah, 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 so far.
0: So for me, I think it's it's like a glorious song. Obviously, um, <laughs> we're gonna say it every but, time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the one song with like this absolutely booming bass. Like I mentioned before, how just think about how different this is from what you want. You know, like the the arrangement is completely different because this has this like booming low end, and mm-hmm. it just explodes out of your speakers as soon as it starts the drums are like hard rock drums, like capital R rock Uh Um, in a way that's like pretty almost like unique on this album. Um, They're, they're just like kind of rock and slamming. And I think that's the reason why I put it basically the last like true song for me is that it sounds the most like a, you know, alternative rock kind of song. I will say though, that it's like the, you know, the lead thing is, just incredible because it's you almost can't tell it almost seems to transform from like is that vocals no it's a synth no is that feedback you know it's like every time it happens i can't even tell what the sound is and i also love how it sort of alternates like sometimes it comes in like a little early it just does like the you know what i mean it like doesn't do the full hook every time um so yeah what are your thoughts about it dan
1: yeah i you know i those drums that like downbeat you know smashing right. that is like uh sort of a stadium rock uh, yeah you know, i think. Yeah. i in fact in my notes i wrote is this a shoegaze u2 you, you know it it feels Ooh. like you know that sounds negative because two fucking sucks but <laughs> uh, yeah i was just trying to be a little funny but you know it, it it's like the song that is sort of like a rocker where where the yeah. rest of the album i mean even even the, you know what you want like like we just talked about being like sort of like quote unquote a normal song a little punky and stuff it, it doesn't have that like you know big like like i get i could almost uh see this as like you know everybody pounding their fists in a stadium you know holding up the, yeah. the lighters yeah. or you know whatever they do um you know so th- <laughs> that that's why i put it lower because
2: uh you want like eddie vader vader or whatever yeah eddie vader yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe like it gives me like a little Def leopard vibe with those drums. I <laughs> was like you know, just uh somebody with one arm could play this and <laughs> oh kinda,
2: Well we should
1: kinda, we should <laughs> actually mention because you know we I, I guess people listening to this probably know a lot of the backstory, but there there is um like like all these this this strange that you know the him taking so long and everything but also there's things like like the drums uh like the drummer was like sick for most of the recording and so a lot of the drums are just like they had him record like simple loops and then they either cut Mm. them up and you know used them as like a drum machine uh you know but but the samples or just like use these simple loops and i think it's like sort of apparent here that that is what they're doing because it is like the drums are sort of uh they're sort of unchanging for the most part during yeah. this track. And it just sort of always, you know, is that like simple downbeat, you know, kind of thing. Of most of the song,
0: if, if not all of it. Yeah. Do you want to share your thoughts or is it a lot later for you, Darren?
2: I think it's later enough that I'd rather wait.
0: Okay. Big YouTube all right. fan. All right. So um, so that was my number 10. We're back around to Dan with your number nine. Okay. Yeah. Number nine for me is uh, Tahir Knows When
1: oh my That this God. is this is
2: absurd absolutely absurd <laughs> i now I thought, i'm mad
1: what I, I yeah no i know i know i, I knew this one was gonna get a, a, a little uh you know push back and, and in fact <laughs> oh I, you God. know i had it i had it switch with coming alone for a long time it just I, I don't know this this one it's almost like everything's a almost a little bit too obscured you know, it, huh? it's almost like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I mean, the, the, basically it's unfair to have to like, you, you essentially have to shit talk half the songs of the okay. record for it to we make any sense. It.
0: Shit talk to hear knows when. Go so I'm just continue. picking out the I'm negative things about it. Here we go. Yeah.
1: I, again, I love the song. <laughs> Don't get pissed off at me. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's mostly that it's just like right here, we're almost a little too obscured you know it, it it sounds like trying to hear someone say something to you over you know just a, a thousand amps like uh, buzzing or, or anything but i will say oh, wow. sounds awful yeah yeah i know when i say that too you that's like noise Isn't this, i know that's like right thing? up my alley um i guess no one sings and in song <laughs> is, is my thing but uh, well that's yeah um Sometimes. but but you know as we talked about the uh those interludes and stuff i really do i like love the one at the end of this that like it's sort of like a weird uh backwards sounding uh thing uh, like into yeah. when you sleep and i think that that it just flows like so perfect i mean the um you know the the, the sequencing in this record is like you know second to none um but I, I think this is one of my favorite like uh interludes uh on this record
0: well i'm gonna for sure save my thoughts <laughs> yeah, um absolutely so maybe- <laughs> So maybe you should just say your number nine, Darren.
2: Um, so, yeah, my number nine was what you want.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're on to my number nine, which is when you sleep. Ooh, all right. I mean, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are if, you? If people. you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> <What> is... <laughs> I know that this is like a fan favorite. Um, for me, you know, you said this about what you want, Dan, but I think this is the most normal sounding song here. It's the like least layered rhythm section like guitar section on the whole album to where like individual strums are like very discernible. You know, it's it almost just sounds like kind of power chords um in a way and it's like there's almost none of the kind of like warping, you know, blurring in and out of focus thing that he does. Um it's kind of just like playing chords like a lot of rock bands do. Um, The hook, you know, this like big, bright synth thing that's like unforgettable, you know, it kind of like it almost verges on like, um, you know, Sonic video game music uh, for me (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) And yet (laughs) I can't. You know, I'm like, glad you, you know, made a worse uh, blunder you, <laughs> than me. <laughs> you'd be like going through these loops and it's like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you know, it'd be like uh, with like a MIDI guitar on the sonic soundtrack. But I don't mean to shit talk it because despite that, it, it, it ends up being like very beautiful and just like totally gets stuck in your head. The one thing I want to mention here, though, and this is like kind of true of the album is, you know, do, do you guys feel like it gets like this album gets a little formulaic, you know, we, we sort of alluded to it earlier, but when you listen to this a lot, you start to realize that almost every song is like the hook thing where like everything's like booming and there's like a high synth line that does something kind of catchy. And then like, you know, the mellow out, um, for the breathy verse. And then it's like, give me that bright synth line, you know? And then it always does like, the hook twice uh you know all the way through two times at the end to like kind of add the extra crescendo but you know what i mean like it's a little bit a little bit formulaic Uh, yeah i mean i guess
1: i i I, you know i get that like the 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 songs do like sort of follow like a a pattern i'll I'll use rather than a formula but um i I think like if you look at each individual song i i I think you can you can come to that conclusion but i think like as a whole um you know as like up one piece of art or something and i think that's what they're wanting you know with these interludes and everything there's clearly a like um effort to make this you know like like darren said earlier there's basically no silence you know there's no gaps in between the songs they mm-hmm. all pretty much flow into each other and i think when someone does that you're you're saying like this is a you know a, a, a complete piece of art you know it shouldn't really be broken into uh 11 pieces uh probably not ranked like we're doing right now either right um right. you know and so mistake. and so when you look at it that way like i i think i think to make something to be cohesive you do sort of have to stick to some sort of like pattern formula kind of thing as the overarching like idea i, I think what, what stops them from being like formulaic is because like when you listen to like um you know isn't anything and you know and you know the eps and stuff before this it's different, you know. It's not like yeah, this is. is their thing. This is what they do. It's always that you know. Every time, you know that they they it's only formulaic within the the
2: record, you know. Yeah. What do you think
0: about that? Dan? I mean, I I
2: I don't think of it as a bad thing here, and here's why. Like, if I'm thinking about something being formulaic, then I'm I'm thinking about a couple of things. Like, how long is the record? Right? Um, uh. Is the what is what is this formula the sound? I guess something that is like you know unique or like really 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 interesting that i'm willing to accept the fact that like i kind of know what i'm getting and i have an expectation with every song you know what i mean there's not like a there's really not like a slow dive sort of moment on this record where you have all of the shoegaze kind of get stripped away and you've got like a really quiet you know, acoustic like song, right? Like it just doesn't, right. yeah, and, yeah. And I don't want that on this record, you know, I no, don't I, I agree, yeah to change like that. I am totally down for just give me all the guitars and the sound and the noise. Like I, when I reach the end of this record, I'm like, let's re- let's hear it again. You know what I mean? And that to me kind of defeats the whole, Oh, well it's, it, I, I just don't think of it as like a bad thing. Like I'm okay with it. And I'm glad that they didn't try to, You know, on tracks, you know, eight or nine, three-fourths of the way through the album, try to do something dramatically different. I mean, I know you kind of mentioned that Blown-A-Wish sort of gives you a different vibe and stuff, which is fine. And, of course, I think Soon, to me, is pretty different um yeah especially when it starts but
0: but i think like i i think
1: it sort of like leads up to that that bottom uh portion of the record because because i agree with you darren like you know it it sort of like makes this little bit of a shift around like blown a blown a wish um right but, but it but then those last three songs like they're they're so perfectly uh you know put together um with each other that it's just like the the records like sort of slowly evolving and I, and I think like you said too you know that there's no little quiet acoustic song or something you know real different in the middle and I think that's like one thing that's great about this record it, it, it is like this big like you know uh, Leviathan in, in, in your face you know we, we said like you know touched and and these little intros are really like the only sort of like breath you get but they're they're yeah. even then they're still like you know, it's not like a a calm, nice, you know, little, little ditty or something, you know, they're, they're still like, sort of like steeped in this same sort of, uh, feeling as the, as the rest of the record.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it's like, I find my favorite songs are the ones that I see, you know, they never depart a lot from that formula of like instrumental hook, you know, quieter verse, instrumental hook, so on. But, um, the, my favorite ones are the ones that like depart a little bit or mess with that a little bit which is interesting because it's like the album sort of establishes its own formula of of very unique sound and then when it departs from it itself is when I get most excited maybe that's just from a lot of listening but I will say that and this is true of when you sleep it's like it might be predictable but the hook always delivers like that instrumental hook it's always like sort of a high synth line or something but it always always is like magical so that's how I feel about um this song i don't know if you guys want to dive into it or you want to wait uh we're doing a lot of a lot of delaying because i think our lists are going to be pretty different
1: at this yes. point. yeah
0: yeah yes. that, this one's not coming up for a minute on, on my... <laughs> okay <laughs> then we're on to i believe dan's number eight uh my number eight we already talked about come in alone okay darren you're number eight
2: <clears throat> i have a feeling every selection i make is going to anger um <laughs> oh, number eight for me is sometimes
0: what <laughs>
2: okay okay all right <laughs> so oh my God. <clears throat> sometimes comes in at the end of like my f- like my absolute favorite portion of the record like the the pre like basically five tracks right in the middle of the album that just to me is the heart of the record <clears throat> The reason why, I mean, I love the song, obviously. I mean, I'm just going to say that every time before I start talking about it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's one that I I find myself not being quite as like, uh, I guess, blown away. Maybe having my breath taken away. Um, <clears> this <throat> it's it's fairly the, the same kind of throughout. Um, and you know, it's it's odd to even say this that like the vocals, which are almost always buried and, and hard to understand are like even further buried. I think on this this um almost like uh, a whisper in a way. And yeah. I just I I don't know. I just don't find it quite as like exhilarating to listen to this to this track compared to like the previous four. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, I know. Well, well, well
1: this This is not coming up for a minute in my list, either, but I'm tired of pushing everything back, so i'll just go ahead and talk about it now okay um, okay but i will save the number you know for for the for okay. the for the listeners but um you know but basically, the things you said are are some of the reasons I love this uh track um you know that that whisper um it, like it i i think here is one of the the best places the vocals work it it's like the
0: the the music
1: is like a wall like a we got a yes. we got a wall built here you know this is uh, like amplifier worship This yeah, is like no like pure I,
0: boris pure sun exactly I mean, with I, a low elec- electric guitar mm-hmm. you know it's like it's and the, just to listen to the textures i just love i could get lost in it oh well, exactly i mean I, I my
1: note i wrote uh this is if sun wrote a ballad you know right, because because right. we, we've got this this giant you know amplifier worship kind of sound but then we've got like the sweetest you know, like, whispered vocal, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, she's singing it as as loud as she can, but there's just this, like, massive, uh, you know, wall of sound behind uh, behind her that, that, you know, just drowns it out, and I, I think that this is one of the places on this record, the vocals, like, work the best uh it's, it's just like such a strange um you know dichotomy between you know you've got you've got the, the sweetest sound and the like harshest sound ever and it's, it's just such like a uh, a beautiful marriage
0: yeah, I mean, you know, and I think that's this is. I mean, I do think there are some female vocals toward the end, maybe, or mixed in with the synth, but it is mostly like a Kevin Shield. Yeah, it's hard to tell when solo. it's
1: when it's Belinda, when it's Kevin, yeah. when it's both but of it's, them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but it's it, it really, you know, his whispery, breathy, soft vocals are. Um, it's just like the perfect marriage, like you said, where a lot of this album is trying to strike this balance of like it's so huge and harsh and abrasive that it's soft and you know like a cloud or you know something mm-hmm. like that and um this one like just nails it with like the whispery vocals on such a like huge wall of sound and you know it's he, he plays with a lot of different textures with his guitars but this is one where it's really like low droning notes like in a sun earth kind of style um I also think this is another great example of how like unique the um, arrangements are on this album. Even Agreed. though it sounds Agreed. like one okay. of a piece, because it's constructed from like basically just downstrummed acoustic guitar. I also always love that it like it starts with that like like the same thing as a uh, two-headed boy from uh, yeah, you know, yeah yeah someone should do a mashup. I know and and so it's like these like downstream it gives it this pulse riding through it you've got like some sort of tom probably like low tom yeah. sort of beating that um, and then you've got like this kind of you know you could barely identify it, but like this low synth pad kind of sound and then it like sort of a minute or two into the song starts to climb suddenly into this like just angelic like ethereal you know like the synth just keeps coming higher you know what I mean like you mm-hmm. you're always surprised it goes another step up and it just gets like I think just absolutely breathtaking. I mean, I do
2: love the way the end of the song kind of takes, takes off with the synth just for a whole minute, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, there's a lot of that on this album where it's like really just let it, let's just let it ride for a Mm -hmm. while. But um, yeah, I won't reveal the number because I do think this is like one of the absolute masterpieces on this album. So I won't be saying it for a while. (laughs) Um, That was your what Darren? Number eight.
2: That was eight. Yep.
0: Okay. So my number eight is what you want which we talked about. Um, and let me just kind of add like, you know, so I'm a big fan of like the kind of feed me with your kiss style. that we were talking about from isn't anything like that punk, like Mm -hmm. really abrasive. And I do like how they kind of make that same style fit into like the ethereal kind of glow of this album. Um, but I wanted to, you know, ask, do you think that this, like the way that this album uses vocals, um, in such a buried way, because I think they are like so buried because all the bass is sucked out of them. And it like, it sounds like they're getting swallowed up by these like driving, um, guitars. Like, can you think of anything like that before this? I feel like breathy buried vocals are now like just part of the fabric of indie experimental music. But I I was trying to think like, did anybody ever use vocals like a synth, you know, the way that they're used on this album before?
1: Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Um, yeah, I mean I, I, that the very well could have could have come for that because you, you're right, you know, that that became like a whole big thing, uh, with like the uh uh the like beach house and all that, you know, uh I can't yeah, think yeah. of the genre. Just, uh
0: you know, just just like that. I mean, you know,
1: that that was like the biggest thing in like the early, you know, twenty tens or whatever.
0: Yeah, it became I mean, like Elliot Smith does like yeah, the breathiest yeah. vocals you've ever heard, and it's just like it became such a part of like indie music. Y- 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 Kind of feel me on this, Darren?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, maybe we'll get into this later too, but like the idea that this album came out in 1991, (laughs) like it just hardly makes any sense. You know what I mean? For them to think that, it it just seems crazy to think that like, yeah, let's just, um, we're just going to keep the vocals really low and no one's (laughs) going to really understand anything that we're saying. And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? Like it's, it seems so bold to Uh, make that conscious decision
0: yeah they're just part of the sound and it's like yeah, yeah. It, it's such a like it seems so obvious now but i feel like at this time it must have been bizarre like what do you mean you want to bury the vocals like the vocal are those are the that's the lead instrument on the on every song ever you yeah, know it's yeah, like exactly i think we we take it for granted now but it's pretty incredible um so dan you're number seven all right number seven
1: for me i put and i know i'm probably gonna get shit but uh i put soon at number seven
0: um, okay. I got it at number
2: six, actually. Oh, I've got oh, okay. it at number six. Here we go. Oh, okay. Wow. All right, guys. okay. We're all, all okay. about to shit on
0: soon. All right. <laughs> yeah, here we go.
1: Um I, I, I think this is like a great you know, I I, I talked about this a, a couple minutes ago, but you know, this last like little uh quarter of the record or whatever, it like sort of takes like a little bit of a sonic shift and uh, you know, we're getting more like quote unquote normal, a little more upbeat I, I feel, and this mm-hmm. is like a really kind of great like final merging of uh the the previous parts of the record and these like sort of dancey tracks you know like like this one's it, it's real catchy you know kind of but it's still got right. this like vague obscured uh you know quality to it i i think it really i mean honestly the way i'm talking about it you would think i'd have it higher in the list but i think this is like really a great like example of my bloody valentine in, in the sense that like it, it really is like sort of a, a merging of all their styles like I, I think if if you were gonna show someone, you know, just one song from this record,
0: um, this might be the second one that I would show them, you know. <laughs> um
2: just gonna say, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for yeah. me
0: it's like it's like the pop, it's like the poppiest my bloody valentine yeah, ever exactly. was, though. So that makes it like a little bit I mean, yes, more accessible, but a little bit unique in the in the canon, you know. Um what do you think about this track, Darren?
2: I mean it shifted on my list from lower to higher um oh. i will say that I, I feel like the the very beginning is kind of like off putish after listening to this entire record and then you've got this like extremely clean you know you know drum machine sound and what sounds like a very 90s like yeah <laughs> you know filtered guitar I mean, it's just like
0: this is like the only because I I just imagine that at the time this must have been like the most modern drum sound. And mm-hmm. now it sounds very dated. Yeah. It really sounds like 1991, like kind of breakbeat drum. I think it's interesting too. how like it's got the most intricate bass playing on the whole album. Like with the like, you know, when it when it's got that like fuzzy guitar and it's like just the, the little synth loops and you've got like this like boom. It's almost like funky, you know, <laughs> it's Like. It almost feels like an attempt at a hit, and it's the only time on this record where I feel like this sounds like 1991.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: for sure. The, the, this really is
1: the only one that sort of shows its date, and I think it's because of that drum machine, uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, that that's sort of a problem with earlier uh, electronic equipment. You can sort of always like place where it's from, you know.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I can almost hear, like, it's not there, but you can, because of, like, the way like the guitars are sometimes, like, with the tremolo effects and stuff, like, it almost sounds like DJ scratches, like, really deep in the background, you know, like, just <laughs> so imagine if that was, like, added to this track, like, <laughs> it'd be, like, the lamest shit ever, just adding that one thing, it would be the shittiest song you've ever heard, um, but it's it's not, like, it's really not bad, it's actually, like, quite magnificent, um, what, what, do you, is there a hook on this song, and if so, what is the hook? Isn't it the is that the hook or is that like a is that like the verse is that the bridge it's like weird because it's just sustaining like one single like, you know, it, coming,
2: like it keeps coming back right yeah so the song has this like trajectory to me it's like going up a hillside into, like into noise basically and then it drops back down immediately into that like synth line and you're like oh yeah i i know where i'm I, at now i feel like mm-hmm. the
0: synth line is like the come down and then like the build up you know the explosion is like the like just droning you know long sustained guitar notes with like pretty sustained vocal lines even though she's basically singing a verse it's like more you know it's bigger and more triumphant than you know it basically my point is like it's weird because it simultaneously sounds and this is to the song's credit it sounds like an attempt at like radio play and yet it i think it has no hook at all like for a lot of it it's just kind of sustaining on the same chord which is something that they do a lot um you know what i mean like isn't that kind of like a weird paradox
1: yeah i mean it is because you're right i mean if anything is it it, it's i agree with darren you know but but it's not as obvious of a hook as like some of the other you know little synth lines or guitar lines we get on the record and so yeah you're right it's it's really strange that this is sort of the one that is the you know hit single off the
0: the record or whatnot yeah, I mean I, I so I think that makes it like both the most also, dated, it's the but also longest like, song, which is strange. It is the longest you know? <laughs> I also think that's to its credit that it like it just kind of goes on forever and with like the uh, uh, you know, it's like almost meditative. And this is like kind of a constant on this album where you know, it's almost like a you know, a trick or something that they do where they kind of like they're changing notes, but they kinda like make you forget that they're changing notes you know what i mean like it almost sounds like just one like every song just sounds like one sustained chord the whole time in a way and it's like it just makes it very droney like Mm -hmm. very ambient very like meditative um trance inducing the way it does that and yet it it actually is like just changing chords like a pop song you you know what i'm saying darren like it sounds like it's changing chords but it sounds like it's not changing chords but it definitely is
2: yeah i mean it's like a it's like a weird like deconstruction of a pop song, you know what i mean? like it has like the elements and if you could like kind of like what you mentioned Gabe, you could just take certain things out of it and maybe add in a dj scratch here and you've like <laughs> completely manipulated the song and yeah but but going back to your point about the sort of <clears throat> transit, you know, uh, the quality at the end of the song, right? where it just kind of right. keeps going and looping and stuff. I absolutely love it. I'm going to mention it on a couple of the other tracks on the record because, you know, there's just something so meditative about it and the way yeah. that most of the tracks don't actually truly end, like they don't come to an end, gives you yeah. this like really like wonderful feeling of like, man, they like, they just like playing in a band and just, you just keep on going. Like You just feel the energy and you, you just, you know, there's no, no one's looking at each other thinking like the song needs to end. You're just kind of in this moment and you're just feeling it right and the band is feeling it and then you as a listener just like don't end like i don't want this to end just keep on going
0: yeah yeah a lot of songs give me that feeling and also let me add that it's really cool how at the end right at the very end you get the like high pass filter trick that basically like turns the song into another one of these interludes you know what i mean as it fades out Mm -hmm. i think that's like really ties a nice like bow on the whole package um but that was your number seven dan so what is your number seven darren
2: my number 7 is Loomer. Okay, that's my okay. number 6. Um, okay. I mean, okay. I love this track. It's it's, you know, I I feel like Only Shallow is and I mean, we'll obviously we'll talk about this song, but like this is such a great introduction to what, you know, this entire record is going to be. Um, but Loomer is like a brilliant follow-up, like a brilliant second song. It it just it just feels like a really great way to say, okay, you got the, the sort of Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, <laughs> song out of the way. But, you know, this is like the in-bloom where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, arguably almost equally as good in different ways. But just, you it's know. Just sort kind of, of in the shadow. Well, yeah. It's like it's only a shallow, only shallow like sort of introduce you, introduces you to the world. And now you're in it with like Loomer. You know what I mean? So you've got the the raging guitars and like this great, you know guitar line that's kind of like carrying through the heavy tom work that you're going to hear later on you guys were just talking about that right Uh, um and then of course you know vocals that like you almost feel like you can sing along to you know so that makes it to me accessible like a song that i just like can't turn off like i love it um, love to play it loud, you know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. the, the guitars are, like, distorting and
0: yeah, turned this up as like, loud
2: as possible, you know? This is in
0: the sun the sun zone. Again. Yeah. This is, like, it's I, like I love very the, amplifier worship.
1: Yeah, I love the, like, the crunch that's on the guitar in yeah. the song. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so, it's just, you know, it's just so crunchy and nice. I love it.
0: Yeah, and like the, you know, his his trademark, like kind of bending, warping the the chords and everything is like all over this, and it just gives you so much like texture to just listen to. You could listen to it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I have this like a little bit higher because just as I listen to this album, it just kind of kept like climbing up and up because it feels a little insubstantial because it's so short, you know, it's like two minutes or something, and then we get like a, another one of these, um, well, we get the main transition touch, but it it like... You know it feels like a less fully developed song but and it doesn't have like a big hook like a super catchy hook or anything um but to me it's like it, it, it's like almost the best example of that like kind of amplifier worship quality that I think inspired like a whole wave of artists obviously um it, this song is like really all about the texture and like that you know the synth line that's like rising for the quote-unquote chorus or hook you know it's just really just almost like feedback or something like sort of just ascending um and the again like the just tom crushing and even an acoustic guitar like hitting the down notes. in fact it just feels like everything is just hitting down notes yeah on this one and it kind of gives it like a very it makes it like a standout for me like a unique very unique song on the album um what do you think dan
1: yeah, I mean, I I really agree with a a lot of what what Darren said. You know, it, it just feels like,
2: it, 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 like like what you
1: said that it being the in bloom of the record, like really, uh, I I, I just, just super agree with that. You know, it, it's in this in the shadow of only shallow, but it, it is just like a great song on its own, and like really the perfect second track on here i think you know like they really could have made a better choice you know just just bringing you deeper into this world and yeah i mean yeah
2: yeah. i don't i don't think you want to i don't think you want this song to be any longer you know what i mean i think no exactly it's it's, the
1: perfect length
2: yeah i I, the the down strumming i mean I, i think it's like pulsating and it's just a great it's a great follow-up track to just a monster in front of it, you know what I mean? And then the way it kind of then goes into Touched sort of sets the stage for the remainder of the album in such like a, a wonderful way that... You know, it's a track that you just can't... You can never skip, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, you, you mm-hmm. gotta have yeah, it yeah. as part of that yeah, you do. experience.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's one of those, like... Like, for some reason, I find myself thinking about The Velvet Underground a lot while listening yeah, to this. I, yeah,
2: yeah, I, There,
0: There is, like, that kind of, like, noise element. Um, but also the, like, inspiration. I won't talk about this later, but, like, how influential this album is. And I just imagine, like, Loomer starting the entire genre of, like, you know, drone. Like, I just imagine... Earth is just like listening to this album, they finish track two, they stop it, and they start the band. You know, like <laughs> I've heard all I need to hear. And it's just like you just hear genres coming out of songs like this. I feel like that's how inventive um they are. So that was your number seven. My number seven is I Only Said. Okay. Oh my god. Are you serious? <sighs> yeah. It's fine.
2: Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I think we're I think we're at the point where pretty much, you know, every song that we talk about is just yeah. You yeah. know, could 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 go anywhere almost.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it was weird because I had this pretty low actually, and then it just sort of like kept moving up one spot as I went along um these last two weeks. And it's a really interesting song because it does the it does like the formula with the synth hook, but the hook is not like very catchy, actually. It's more oh, of like okay. it's not like catchy <laughs> like a pop catchy. It's like it's catchy like a, you know, like, you're being hypnotized or something. Like. I don't know. I've had this, like, stuck in my... I, like, this
1: gets stuck in my head anytime I listen to this record. That you know, it does, but it's like... Da, 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 da thing. You know, it just like... I think it's incredibly catchy.
0: It's, like, catchy, but in a different way. It's, like, almost like a Middle Eastern kind of vibe. It's got, like, a microtonal, like, it's so bendy kind of a vibe. And, you know, for me, what makes the song work right is i think you have incredible rhythm guitar on this song like with the the layering and the warping and everything um you've got like kind of phasing moments is another cool thing about this album is like he's layered so many guitars i think that and he's like sort of deliberately playing some like kind of like a little slower speeding up here slowing down here to where it's like phase you you get a phasing effect like in your head if you're listening on headphones or something so like the rhythm is just awesome on this But then, like, my favorite thing is that the song basically ends with two minutes left, and then it just kind of, like, jams, like, in the most trance-inducing moment on the whole album for me. And what you have is you have, like, this little synth line, which is, like, so short, you know? Like, and you've got, like, a bass line that is a different, the pattern is a different length. Meanwhile, the drum loop is also a different length, and it's got kind of, like, a lopsided feel, but it gives you, like, almost a you know like it gives you like a a larger phasing kind of vibe the way that these patterns are not the same length you know what i'm saying and they're kind of it, it gives it like the most meditative trance inducing moment for me on the whole album
2: yeah i mean i you know it's higher up on my list but uh pretty much what you said is some of the things that i absolutely love about it you know the the way like i was listening to this album obviously a ton and every time i came to this track i loved it you know i love every second of it but i'm actually like looking forward to just that loop at the end and just you know yeah, feeling like just, it never just ends oh now i mean yeah it's just mm-hmm. you know it's so incredible i i feel like um the sound the guitar sound is so Mesmerizing. It's like something that you, I could only wish to have ever thought of or achieve. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, my, my like much of this record, it's not really something I'm like. Yeah, let me just go pick up my guitar because I I, I want to play this. It's, <laughs> you can't. You know what I mean? It's it's um. So much of this record makes me think like, wow, that this is like the pinnacle of like the electric guitar. Like just being able to take a guitar and an amp and create with it without any sort of you know computerized effects and all the other like type of technology that we have access to today like this is just like pure texturizing and you know rhythms and all of these different things being considered to create such a unique sound and it blends together so perfectly i feel like on this track alone that it's you know it's that's why it's higher up on my list basically and when you reach that end you are almost like transcending in a way and you haven't even like you're only halfway through the like this masterpiece of a record you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean this is this is much higher on my list too uh i mean i just i love that like that that line that you're saying is not not that catchy i i i just like couldn't disagree with you more it's like the thing that always gets stuck in my head uh whenever like i listen to this record even like when we saw them live like you know they played that and like you know that kind of got stuck in my head even even you know from, from the show and and stuff it's just i i think this is like such a masterful track and like darren said i mean it is just like you know i especially on the old podcast and a little bit on this one you know like i always bitch about like guitar guitar solo you know just like it being like sort of a a, a boring you know o- overused instrument nowadays and stuff but this is like this is using it, it, it making it brand new again you know you you're you're creating yeah. and i mean the whole record does it but but i i think this this song um maybe in particular like just really like reinvents this instrument that's like Basically, been the uh you know the basis for Western popular music for you know decades yeah. at this point. You know,
0: yeah, it is a standout as far as texture and using the guitar for sure. um I just you know it was like when I first put it on the list, I had it a little lower, and I was like, honestly, it's like the second longest song on the album, and it just the last two minutes are just you know. But then I started to decide that that's maybe the best thing about it. But I don't know. It's like sometimes I feel like. Maybe it's just a little, a little too long on the same thing, especially because that hook, as we all agree, is not that catchy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're on to Dan. You're number six. Uh, My number six is Loomer, which we already talked about. Okay, Darren, you're number six.
2: Number six for me was Soon, and we talked about that.
0: Okay, and that was also my number six soon, so we're back to you, Dan, with number five. All right, yeah, my number five, uh, Blown A Wish. I can't remember. Mine, too.
1: If... Oh, hey, nice. Did you already talk yeah, about this one, Dan? Say, I can't remember. No, no, okay. we, uh, Darren did, but we pushed yep. the, our discussion okay. back. Yeah, I, get, I fucking should have brought a pin and <laughs> <laughs> scratched it out. Um, but yeah, Blown A Wish. Um, this, this I, I think, is like the... the, the st- like i've talked about sort of this this turning point of the record where this this last you know quarter or whatever like becomes a little bit more upbeat and and this is this is the first you know sort of sort of uh signs of that and i think i think it's kind of the best uh one of of these it's just again it's almost like a normal song it's it's got a little dancey feel to it and it's like you can almost understand some of the words on this one you know like (laughs) like the the first line like i i sort of kind of know what's being said almost a little bit Uh, you know uh, i mean this has got to be like the only record i've listened to over a hundred times and i actually know zero words from it but uh you know this if if i was gonna learn the lyrics to one song I, i i think this would be the easiest and the first one to start with um i i think this is just the highlight of that like second uh Movement of the record, if you will.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, this is like such a, and again, it's testament to this album where it sounds like it's all the same thing the whole time, but there's really so much difference because just the arrangement of the song is so unique. Where the guitar, I don't even know what the fuck the guitars are doing. Because yeah, me neither. They're like clean. They sound like a sitar almost. You know what I mean? Like they're not. It's not fuzzy at all. It's like got this like trancy like kind of sitar droney sounds like bending more than any of the rhythms you know on this whole album like warping in and out of focus so much and yet it's got this kind of bright clean like sheen to it the drum beat is like kind of retro in a cool way unlike like it doesn't sound dated to me like soon does a little bit it's got more of like this kind of like classic 80s sound almost and just like how breathy the vocals are and how they almost sound like looped or sampled, you know, like the pa pa. It's like it gives the whole thing like a very, very, very unique sound on the album, I think. Um, another thing that's so cool about it is that like the, you know, a, a trick that I think I mentioned before is that a lot of times like during the verses, the bass will go really high. Like you'll hear it, it goes so high. And I think it's because. You know, Kevin Shields wants it to kind of blend in with the guitars and give you this kind of floating feeling. But then for the choruses, it usually like drops down. So that, that's like totally the case. In um, you know, like I only said what I was just the song I was just talking about um, high during the verses, gives you this floating feeling. Like crash down with the when it dro- the bass drops low. Um, this one it just stays high the entire time. It like never drops low, and it makes you just feel like you're floating the whole time. Combined with like these really ethereal you know just glistening vocals and like just this glittering style guitar you know like i felt like darren you were kind of saying that like by this point in the album you start to feel like it's getting a little repetitive or something but don't you feel like this is kind of a very unique sound on the album
2: yeah i mean it definitely definitely is i think that i feel like when i'm listening to this record this is like i'm coming down from again what i sort of described is like the heart of the record that the center piece of the record in in those middle four or five tracks um and and so what i love so much about those this track doesn't necessarily quite have which is fine cuz i you know i don't think you really want to just be hammered away um all the way until the end of the record so i mean i i did put it like lower on my list but it's largely because i just kind of prefer that very focused guitar amplifying kind of um, feel yeah. from the, from the middle part of the record. But I, I, you know, obviously love this song just, just as much as, you know, all the others. So.
0: Oh, and all the, all the ooze layering at the end. Like, I
2: think the vocal work on this one is probably maybe the best close to the best yeah. on, on the entire record. Just incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So Darren, you're number five.
2: Number five for me is come in alone. And I didn't, talk about it, because you bastards both put it so low on your (laughs) list. Unbelievable. So, you know, this song, uh, I have a couple of things to say. So the end Uh of I Only Said, right, has, um, you know, kind of that, like, looping, and it starts to fade out. Like, fade out, it's almost complete silence, and then smack! You're just, like, right right back into it with this, you know, crunching guitar sound. And you guys, like, I, I had never thought of this song as sounding like, you know, an alt-rock or, you know, grunge it cra- type It of, just
0: crashes in like, Awesome some <laughs> sugar on me.
2: Never. I just can't believe you would give that credit to Def, Def Leppard and not to, <laughs> you know. I, I feel like this sound, they own it in such a way that, like, I just don't even consider things like Def Leppard or, like, you know, any other rock band or whatever um and i get it i the way you're describing it like i can't really argue like when when i you know isolate it and i'm thinking yeah the drums do kind of sound like uh just a one-armed man just you know going <laughs> crunching crunching away <laughs> right. at it, you know um but and maybe it's just you know the way the album sort of uh envelops you and and just kind of absorbs you and you're just you're in a trance like you're just in this world by the time you reach coming alone um that I'm not really thinking about that. And I'm just trying to let the sound just wash over me. And that's what a lot of these like tracks here in the middle section tend to do for me is just kind of completely wash over, um, with this wall of sound. I, you know, I talked about it before with, I only said with the guitar work and everything. Um, and then this is another track that I feel like you can kind of somewhat sing along to, or maybe hum along to, cause you don't really know the lyrics. Um, um, right. And just uh, uh, the sort of energy, um, the drive that that I love so much about this record is so well encompassed in like a song like "I Only Said." As well as like "Coming Alone," that's why for me this is like the core "My Bloody Valentine" type of sound. And, and in fact, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of like "Isn't Anything" and like MBV, "MbV," but like "Loveless" to me, um and we'll get into this later, I think just so owns this sound in such a way that like anything else is just lesser. You know what I mean? Like it's just hard for me to listen to anything else and not want to come back to this record because of like kind of what was established in a song like this is sort of what I'm talking about when I think about my bloody Valentine, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like if, if soon sounds a little bit too much, like an early nineties dance track, This one sounds a little bit too much like an early 90s alternative rock track. And, you know, but it's weird because when it's on, I'm like totally, totally, totally like sucked into it. But it's just like when I think about it, it's just like that booming fuzz bass, like that, like hard rock drums. It's just like,
2: (laughs) stop saying that. Damn it. You're going to (laughs) change my perception of this song. (laughs)
0: It's just not, not, not as unique, I think, as, um, as my bloody Valentine could be. Um, that's fair. Okay, so my number five, we already talked about Blown-A-Wish, so that leads us to, Dan, your number four. Yeah, number four for
1: me is Sometimes. Okay, all right, getting better. Not
0: perfect, but getting better. (laughs) Yeah, I already talked about it, but, you know, number four. All right, so that means, Darren, you're number four. Number
2: four for me is When You Sleep both okay. of you guys, okay. you talked that's, that's no, my I number
0: talked three about it but you guys refuse to uh, oh that's outrage. great
2: okay yeah so number three ahead. for me so number three for um for dan okay so i mean <clears throat> i i don't understand how you don't find this like probably one of the most like exhilarating um songs on the entire record gabe um you know it's got i i it has the formula there right you know the uh crunching <laughs> yep, guitars definitely. the synthy like <laughs>
0: i'm sure you think that's like yep. a from a video game or something too right one, one of the most <laughs> one of the most exhilarating songs on the sonic soundtrack yeah that's true.
2: Sure. <laughs> that's right um this one again you know I, I feel like the vocal uh work is like excellent you know i i love like the um uh, sort of like you know, whatever they're saying, it's great.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh.
2: Um, you know, I, I kind of very. Sem- I feel like I'm just going to kind of say a lot of the same things about this, and I only said and "coming alone" because they they all sort of s- share some of my favorite like guitar work. You know what I mean? Uh, my favorite, well, favorite parts. I mean, of that's this my
0: qu- my big question here is like I was saying, it's like this is the the least like layered guitar it's like basically just driving like you can really hear the individual strums i mean compare this to i only said and it's like it's just so much more ordinary i think you know what i mean there's like none of like kind of the it's like dialed back a bit yeah
1: it is Uh,
0: you're leaving the murk like slightly here but i think that it
1: works to its advantage you know and how bright is the
0: synth line like the synth line is so bright i
1: just think i think in this song you know you you slightly leave this murk and it's hinting at like what comes a little bit later in that like last little quarter i've talked about i feel like you're getting like a little bit of a taste here with it being a little less layered um you know a little clearer and everything it's just like a I, I think the song like so ties the record together like so well, yeah. Like with with these little, hints. you know, it's still following <laughs> that formula, but it's 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 peaking towards towards this new formula. And I, know, I feel like the vocals,
2: to- I mean, I, it's such a a huge part because like you put on a you know some big named singer with you know very who's like in the center and like very clear, and you have a totally different song. You know, I think that the vocal approach is critical to the mbv sound you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. you may say that the guitars and everything sounds ordinary but like when you insert this
0: sort of vocal style i feel like you've you've
2: changed everything you know
0: you know i've read I, i just like frankly don't believe it but i read that both vocals are by kevin shields but it's like definitely the the you know belinda is singing on top of his vocal right like yeah,
1: he said that it's, like, uh, a like him, and he, like, pitched one or something. You know, uh. and he said it's just him. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff, like, I've read from him, it, it's almost yeah. like... Yeah. You gotta take it <laughs> with a, a grain of... Like, he says they've spent more time on the lyrics than, like, yeah. <laughs> recording the songs. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like he's bullshitting us a little bit, you know? So, it, anything he says, I, I I take with at least a little bit of a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, but the vocals are 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 pretty um pretty interesting there definitely with like the, the laird on top or whoever it is. But um but yeah, I mean I, I said my piece. I just think it's like a little slightly more ordinary song. Um you know I just can't deny how beautiful like the hook is but it's just like this is a moment where in the album where I'm like, you know Oh, they have a formula I see I see and this is what they're gonna do every <laughs> song and it's like most of the time I just forget about it but this time I just can't not forget about it because of how like bright and shining that like synth hook is and how hooky it is you know it's like so overt um so that was your number four Darren yes okay so my number four is drum roll, please only shallow oh man <laughs> I knew God. I knew you'd be the contrarian <laughs> It's so I don't think it's contrarian because basically you've got you know, this is like a song where you've got the, the same structure, the hook verse hook verse and the it does the same thing that a lot of songs do here where like the bass is low and and booming exploding on the uh on the hook and goes real high during the verses, which make it like more ethereal and graceful. And then it just explodes on these hooks. But, I, you know, I just cannot deny that the sound, whatever that sound is, you know, of these guitars just like mm-hmm. exploding into your face, especially after the drum roll, you know, tuh, 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 you know, it's just like it's really unbelievable every time never gets old. And yet I feel like for me, the song has entered like kind of a smells like teen spirit territory. Sure. Where it's just like I basically find myself just like that sound. I'll never get over it 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 blew my mind open the first time I heard this album and it still blows my mind every time, but it's just like kind of a basic, like, you know, it's almost like a hook verse hook verse thing. And if it didn't have that incredible sound, I think it would be, you know, one of these like pretty good songs that I had ranked a lot lower. You know what I mean?
1: Ooh.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> I dare. I really don't. <laughs> I really disagree with you. <laughs> Well, why? I mean, why does it stand up? Don't you feel like it's in the smells like teen spirit zone at this point? I mean,
1: yes, but I mean, unlike smells like teen spirit, uh, if I turn the radio on right now, I won't hear this song. (laughs) So it's not like it's not so like it doesn't have the overplayedness. I mean, it has the like, uh, you know, earth shattering effect of like smells like teen spirit. Um, I, I think that this is just like this is shoegaze you know this is the you know now that's what i call shoegaze a you know, volume one right right <laughs> uh-huh. here you know Track we're, one, we're th- yeah. this is exactly like this is just like this is introducing you into uh th- this new world that, y- that you're about to uh you know discover um it- it- it's just i mean obviously i put this at, at you know at number one uh by the way i'm talking and stuff but um <laughs> You know, I I think that this just sort of like has to be number one. It, it it's like if you're being honest with yourself, you know, the, the the most important Nirvana song is smells like Teen Spirit. And I think the most important uh My Bloody Valentine song is But is it on, the only best? shallow
0: Yeah, I kinda I, I think yeah, <laughs> it sort of is. It's it sort of is. I mean, I guess my thing is like that sound unbelievable. Um yeah. but there are songs on this um on this album where like the unbelievableness of that sound, I have that same feeling through the entire song. You know what I mean, Darren? At all?
2: I do. Um, Only shallow is not number one for me.
0: Oh um, God, I uh,
1: thought
2: I thought everybody <laughs> won. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Jeez. I agree with what you're saying, Dan. And, and you know, if if our listeners would recall, on our Tr- on our list of the most important nirvana songs i think i may have been the only one who listed smells like teen spirit amongst the most important no
1: nirvana i songs. did it too because did i you? said that yeah yeah and i did it before you <laughs> which means i put it lower
0: right <laughs>
2: That's exactly. I think it. <laughs> exactly right
1: um
2: but anyway like you know Gabe, i think you're taking for granted like how you know what this song sort of introduces you to and like the sound like the way you know dan describes it like this is Shoegaze, like its its importance, and like maybe after so much listening, it suddenly sounds ordinary when compared to some of the more complex textures that you're that are explored right. later on in the record. But I still think that what is achieved here has never been achieved again by any other band. I I feel like they True. sort True. of established something that um, number one could not really be topped. And, you know, number two couldn't really even be copied in a lot of ways. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, that incredible sound, whatever, whatever he did is a like a master stroke. But, um, you know, I don't I don't think that that is the only great thing about this song. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely not. And I, I remember feeling like when I was first listening to this album, just being like, you know the the even the verses taking my breath away because it really is, it is like almost the perfect opening song. It's just it just grabs you com- completely. But it's just weird because I just don't feel anymore like much for the verses. You know they're like good the way that the verses of when you sleep are good or the verses of, of um you know whatever I only said are good or you know like it feels like very much of a piece with a lot of these songs and it's like the thing that makes it stand out is the hook um, and that sound. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like I put it at number four because of its historical importance. If it, if it just didn't have like all of that. And I I almost wondered, like, should I not take that into account? I mean, if you're ranking the songs individually, like who cares that it opens the album perfectly, you know? Yeah, but like it, it, I couldn't not like give it a, a bump for just how like significant earth shattering it feels. But um, you know, as a song, I just feel like it's maybe, uh, I don't know, overplayed for me personally. And um, there are other songs that I feel like I could listen to uh, again and again. So that's my number four. Dan, I believe you said you're number three.
1: Yeah, I think I've said the rest of mine, actually. Uh, my number three <laughs> is When You Sleep.
0: Okay. All right. So, Darren, you're number three. My
2: number three is I Only Said, which we talked about. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay, so my number three is Loomer, which I just, you know, I think this is weird, right? Putting it above Only Shallow, I recognize that. Yeah, but I, after we yeah, talked I just like so it,
2: much about how Loomer is a great follow-up track to Only Shallow.
0: I mean, it flows well, it yeah. flows wonderfully, but I, for me, it just feels like it's like the, the hidden jam on this album, Loomer. which sure. It's like the one that's like easy to overlook, and it's just actually... I don't know, just for me personally, it's like hearing the like textures of these guitars and stuff is just like, this is a track where it's like the whole song. I'm as transfixed as I am during the hook of only shallow, you know, like that's how I think inventive, like the entire track is. And it just sustains that And it's just a short, like sustaining a single kind of sound. But it's just like, I think a really unsung hero of this album. So Dan, you're number two. Yeah, my number two. I only said, I mean, why? Why is it so high? Is it that meditative quality? I think yeah, I, guess you I mean, you already said your piece.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I got mad at you whenever I forget what you had it at, <laughs> but way too low. Yeah, I mean, I love that meditative, uh, you know, quality of it. I, I, yeah, you know, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but you know, I, I love that like chorus, whatever, you know, sing along uh, guitar. I'm, I'm not even 100 percent sure what it is. I mean, this is just a a, a fantastic
0: song all right well we are on to your number two darren my number two is only shallow okay right. you got anything to add on that one
2: you know i i i do think that i i took into account sort of my fir- my initial impression like when i first heard this song i really felt like it was important i i honestly i'm not gonna lie i did have it lower on my list when mm. i first started doing this chickened out felt, yeah i did i mean i felt guilty i was like how, how can i do this you know <laughs> um and for anybody who's listening who's never heard this record or you know shoegaze like look no further than only shallow like i mean that is exactly the entry song not because it's just so accessible but it sort of like so quickly introduces you and gets right to the point like this is what it is and if you don't like it if you're finding yourself turning it off then you're probably not going to find anything to like here you know what i mean
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i agree all right. Well, my number two, we talked about a long ass time ago, but it's sometimes, which I think is again. I already said my piece, but it's just an absolute masterpiece, like breathtaking. Um, Your number one, Dan. Yeah, only shallow. Okay. I'm the only patrician, and yeah, okay. <laughs> only not shallow listener. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gabe, I think we have the same one. I, my man. I, wow! I, can you believe how low Dan had this? <laughs> I was, shit? I, was I can't shocked. even remember
1: which one it is. Actually, honestly, to
0: hear know. knows when. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Ah, the obvious number one. I mean, this yes, this one was number one. This was I never changed this one. Yeah, I number nine.
0: (laughs) Number nine. Yeah, number nine. I cannot believe that (laughs) shit. I mean, to me, this is like this is like their crowning achievement, pretty much. It's like it's just so you know, it's the track that is the most layered to the point where like it's just one sound, pretty much. And yet you can listen, there's so much to listen to. It's like Loomer times a thousand where there's like so many textures and like just guitars Bending and warping and like mixing in with each other, phasing in and out of time with each other. Like there's so much to listen to. It's like swallowing the percussion, like even the mm. tambourine. You know, if you've ever like been in a band, you know the tambourine. Like it cuts through fucking everything. It sounds loud as hell, no matter how loud the music is. You're playing. It's even drowning out like the tambourina points, which gives it like a Sister Ray quality for me, which I just oh, love. Yes. But it's like absolute amplifier worship, but like m- taken to another level where it just sounds like an absolute like just cloud of noise or something. Like it sounds so ethereal, so like soft and just, you know, this is like the epitome of like so harsh that it's, you know, it's soft. It's, it's a phenomenal thing to hear. You know what I mean, Darren?
2: Absolutely. I think this is one of the tracks that very early on convinced me that this was, you know, unlike anything I'd ever really heard of before. You know, I I think only shallow has that quality um, during that crazy sound part, but I feel like the entire track here to hear Knows When is mind-blowing. Um, and I, I, you, for, for all the things that Dan sort of criticized it for being, like, just too noisy and everything, I just feel like there's this, like, incredibly controlling hand over the entire piece that is, like, carefully allowing it to, you know, envelop the entire, song, you know, all the other instruments and then come back down and, like, you know... It, I think the genius of it is like when you can create such chaos but yet like control it or or like have some sort of uh uh yeah. you know power over it where it's just you can use it at your will, you know what I mean um and make it into something absolutely gorgeous while also just you know create giving you this sense of like total chaos, but like to me, I'm listening to this every time I listen to it, I am you know totally immersed in this like wall of sound there are times where i repeat this track like over and over again not even ready to move on because you don't really quite get to this point to this height anywhere else on the record
0: yeah you don't i mean it's like the most layered it feels like the most labored over because it sounds like it's bursting at the seams like there are points where it's like about to fall apart and just become noise and it like always kind of like oozes back you know it's like these like blooming sounds that are sometimes like getting out of control and then just coming back in in the nick of time you know it's like and and, like the way those like little flutey kind of synth loops like are interweaving with each other it's like positively symphonic there's just like so much i mean i just feel like this is their you know this is like their good vibrations or like their day in the life or something like that's just how i I think it's it's the album
2: cover like it's whatever you whenever you see album cover like that's What's kind of like yeah. happening? You know what I mean? Like the the visuals. Um, I, I think there's like this almost like ecstasy like feeling. Um, that I think I feel like you know most of the album is trying to uh, trying to get back to that or trying to achieve that. Like that's the whole point of this. But only this song seems uh, to really capture it. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it feels like you know the way that all of the beach boys smile is like trying to do good vibrations, but only good oh, vibrations, right. like really, really does it. Even though there's a bunch of masterpieces there and the whole thing is amazing. Like, that's how I feel about this song. Like, this is the one that is like what he was after. It's like the one mm-hmm. where exactly what was in his mind. I feel like we got, um, I do you brought up something I wanted to ask. Um, I have a bunch of like assorted questions and stuff that I want to touch on, even though we, we sort of, um, got to a lot of them already, but Dan, like how important is this iconic cover? Uh, To this album and on top of that You know we didn't say Much about lyrics because they are Pretty hard to understand it's kind of Clear that they're all like about sex in a way You know (laughs) like you just kind of You just you can pick up that much That like it's about fucking most Of the time but in like kind of (laughs) Artful like gentle way Um, But the song titles I think Add like a a ton to the Experience of the album but like how important is that kind of Peripheral stuff to the experience of this Thing I mean this this album cover uh, is like one of the the
1: the like most perfectly chosen record covers you know it it's like exactly what you get with this record you know you you can look at it you could tell that it's a guitar but it's like buried in this you know haze Out of, of so. uh Yeah, it's out of focus. It's buried in this haze of like uh, these, like you know, reddish pink hues and everything. And that's basically exactly what the music is. You know, like you can tell there's a guitar involved. Uh, You know, but but that's that's sort of it. Everything's like so so buried and 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 obscured. And I think the the album or the uh, the, rather the uh, song titles you know it's like you said you, you can basically not understand the lyrics here um sort of by design uh kevin's like refused to like tell what the uh-huh. lyrics are and stuff um personally i think he probably just doesn't actually know or something but <laughs> yeah, um, you know it, it it so like these these album or the song titles um are sort of like the the one hint you get yeah, every yeah. you know every track you know Um, but even they are like so vague, like the music, I mean, is there a more vague title than sometimes, you know, (laughs) I
2: know, I know. But it, I don't, it's don't know what the fuck a loomer is. I I only yeah. said like <laughs> yeah, I only <assumed>. said what.
0: <laughs> but it's amazing like how evocative the titles kind of are because like, yeah, like what you want, you know, like yeah, they are so vague, but they just feel like like the rush of that song. What you want, like the way it's like completely driving, like just an absolute burst of energy, the most abrasive, the most like punkish track. Like just calling it what you want. I mean, it just feels like that's what it is. Or like blown a wish. It sounds like. A wish was blown um on (laughs) on that song like that's what that literally sounds like i mean it's just like it's just incredible like how that just they knock out of the park on that peripheral stuff i mean doesn't it feel like darren like that kind of elevates this whole thing like it would already been a masterpiece but like without that cover art you know without these song titles it just doesn't complete the whole package
2: yeah i i couldn't agree more um i think that the music like i had mentioned is so evocative of the album art but then just looking at the album art without the music on you can hear the sounds that you you know of the record just by looking at the album art. you know what i mean like it's yeah it's yeah. so they so perfectly like harmonize with each other in a way and you know i haven't i never really gave too much thought to the song titles but um you know i definitely see your point in how they just add another little element of mystery uh mystique to the songs themselves, you know what I mean
0: yeah, yeah, um, well, for fun, I wrote down here, you know on rate your music, if you pay like five dollars a year, which I did because I'm a geek, um you can look at like <laughs> some extra stuff, including like individual track rankings um or ratings rather, and so I sort of made a ranking, even though a bunch of these are tied, but I just kind of. Gave the one with more votes, uh, you know, the higher, higher ranking. This is like one of the, the only non-bolded song is Touched. And there are like very few um, albums on radio music where like every song is bolded. Um, but, um, Darren, could you read? So the consensus rankings, what we just did, but consensus of all the songs on this album.
2: Yes. Yeah, so at number 11, to no one's surprise, uh, Touched. <laughs> uh, number 10, What You Want. Number nine, Blown-A-Wish. Number eight, Loomer. Number seven, Come In Alone. Number six, I Only Said. Number five, To Here Knows When. (laughs) I mean, just. Number four, Soon. Number three, Sometimes. Number two, When You Sleep. And number one, Just Like Dan, Only Shout. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had three of them the same. So
0: (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah, I'm the fan favorite here.
0: Yeah. Any uh like big surprises here looking at the consensus rankings?
1: No, honestly not. I mean, I had 3 that are exactly the same and then most of them are kind of close. Uh Blown a Wish is a little bit different for me and uh that that's kind of it. They're they're all like within uh 3 or 3 spots from from my personal list.
2: Uh, I think I think I only said is you know kind of a bit of a surprise being that low you know soon being at number four yeah I'm a little surprised by um to hear news when i think is just egregious um
0: but i mean like i understand because that one's actually quite challenging like it's so you know hazy that it's like it feels so distant that i understand why it's not as catchy as when you sleep or you know soon or something like that you have to be um, a true
2: patrician to appreciate it That's yeah I'm ah, yes, <laughs> yes you really
0: really do um god damn number nine is what Dan had about, <laughs> number nine um one question i had so i want to ask sort of about like just we talked about it plenty like the flow of the album how well it flows but do you feel at all like it's a little top heavy you know doesn't it feel like it really comes out like guns blazing you kind of mentioned this darren that you feel like toward the end maybe it gets um you know you get kind of settled or something
2: yeah because i you know i i It almost, it's like a, there's like a peak in the middle of the album for me, Um, and that sort of ends with, I feel like Come In Alone, and there's just kind of like, it kind of just goes down, not downhill, like in quality or anything, but there's definitely a notable shift by the time you get to Blown A Wish, and you don't really come back to that sort of super guitar heavy, uh, you know, guitar you know amplifier loving, whatever that you described it, that kind of goes away a bit. I mean it kind of comes back in soon, I suppose. But um but yeah, there's definitely a notable shift. And it's something I've always like noticed about the record. Um I think early on when I was like really digging it and loving it, um the last three tracks just really weren't my favorite because you mm-hmm. know, that shift was just not I always wanted to go back and start over again a little bit sooner. Um I I grew to obviously love and appreciate those tracks quite a bit, but um you know, I and I imagine that might happen to first time listeners as well, where, you know, m- when they hear only shallow, shallow and then get to that sort of midsection where, you know, when you sleep, um, I only said, and come in alone, maybe they're not prepared yeah. for like something like sometimes, you know, where it doesn't really, you know, you, you kind of feel like yeah. it's it's a, it's a notable shift. Right.
0: I guess for me, I feel like it's not so much top heavy as like, the middle stretch when you sleep, I only said, and come in alone are like the same song, like oh you know it, it, they're all great, but it's yeah, like it's fair, they the all same, kind of flow
2: flow into each other, yeah, yeah,
0: the same drive, like the same kind of like structure, exactly, like sure, the same kind of arrangement, it's like those three right in a row, um it kind of makes it like I don't know it just it just does something to the flow of the album that's maybe not like ideal, but and yet i I don't know what I would change. What do you think about that, Dan I mean. I, I kind of don't agree, you know.
1: I, I I think that this this record is like such a a a solid album, you know. Like 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 I said earlier, you know, it it it's it's a piece of you know a, a solid piece of art that you know, just happens to be split into eleven tracks or whatever. So I, I like I never there's no moment in the record I, I feel like oh uh, you know we're dragging a little bit here or anything, you know. Like I it, it's only what like forty eight minutes long uh, in total um i i don't think it's top heavy bottom heavy middle heavy you know i i think i think it's like pretty well it's just heavy yeah yeah that was good (laughs) um yeah i i mean i i think like this record is like damn near perfectly uh sequenced um you know i i i i've never thought like oh you know i I like the first part more or anything not at all all
0: right here's another question i'm like kind of we talked about a lot of this stuff, like what makes it a masterpiece. But one question I have is like, you know, are these great pop songs? Um, if you like stripped away the, the production choices, the textures, are they just like at the core, like just very catchy, great songs, or is that kind of missing the point of this album? Like they're actually they're you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not like as fully developed songwriting wise because the texture and all that stuff is at really at the fore of the album. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like Darren hinted at it uh, earlier, but like these are like it, it's it's like a perfectly deconstructed like pop record. You know, like you you could tell like under under this murk and everything, like it is just sort of a a, a normal you know rock song you know pop pop rock song. Um, but the, these these choices of production, like, are what elevates it and and what like deconstructs it. You know, it, you're using the, um, you know, you're you're using the, the 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 tools of of pop music or or whatever, but you're 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 changing it uh, to uh, to a point where it becomes interesting again. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like that. Like. Uh this most of the instruments that are used on this record are the same instruments obviously that are used like on nevermind you know what i mean a guitar a drum yeah exactly right, a bass. i right. mean it's all there it's just how you are manipulating that when you play these two records side by side they're they're you know you, you obviously can recognize similarities but i mean they're they're also like worlds of, apart you know what i mean there's not mm-hmm, like exactly. this kurt cobain voice cutting through Um, on, on this record. And that's why I, I felt, I still feel like the vocal choice is so, you know, critical to this sound and, and kind of making it its own and, and, you know, establishing it in such a way that like, it can't really be topped, can't, can hardly be copied. Um, you know, uh, Sure, you could strip away, you could probably change it and, and make it into something that's much more like simpler and you could probably add a, you know, an Eddie Vader type of voice to it and suddenly you've got an alt rock jam, right? Um, that's what the copycats do, yeah. right? They they take yeah, parts that's of that and they exactly. and they turn it into something that's more consumable for mainstream audiences. This is not intending to do that. You know what I mean? When you when you are mumbling lyrics, at such a low like a whisper you're not hoping that you know it's going to get played on the radio and people are going to want to sing along you know like that's not the intent
0: yeah i just like i think it's very interesting that if you you know because basically you could play like any song on nevermind on an acoustic guitar and it would you know maybe you lose some things from some songs but for the most part they're just like such well-written songs or like you know john lennon level songwriting is is down in there um here there are a couple songs you could do that like i could imagine you know like when you sleep like on an acoustic guitar you know you like just whistle like the do 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 and then you're like when i look at you oh doo, 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 doo. you know but there are other songs like imagine an acoustic like only shallow you know you just be like wah, wah, wah. yeah yeah and then or like you know just uh, acoustic like to hear knows when or something it would be the most boring like just playing out like at a campfire or something everybody would oh, be looking God. at you like what the f-? you're just playing the same fucking chord for so long and just saying ooh over and over again you know <laughs> it's not a song so it's like interesting how some of these songs they just kind of like make up for the- like they emphasize the texture and the sound much more than the songwriting like the songwriting is just like sort of this loose structure to kind of actually just give you the the sounds which I think is like kind of an incredible, like the most incredible part about this album. And yet, is it possible? You know, we talked about this. I think we talked about Nirvana, um, where it's like, did Nirvana do more harm than good as far as their influence goes? You know, did this, this album is often called one of the most influential albums ever. You know, is it possible that it taught like a whole generation that you can make up for poor songwriting with texture and that maybe that's been sort of detrimental?
1: Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, th- that's hard to say. I mean, I I don't think like just like like just because you you you've written a simple song, but then you know the production is what makes it great and, and the effects stuff. I mean, I I, I like I like l- listening to experimental music and stuff because I I like to hear like sounds that I-, I I'm not familiar with or I don't know how they're made or or whatever. And I mean. You know I don't listen to Autecker because they they write a goddamn you know good pop hook. You know sure. I I listen to it for a different reason and and I feel like like My Bloody Valentine is sort of the like the bridge between those two worlds. You know it it, it it's it's still got one foot in the you know Nirvana you know. Uh, regular music but it's also you know stretching its legs into the this experimental like you know sound uh you know world so, um and i don't i don't see yeah. any problem with that i mean sure where was somebody inspired by this and they made a shitty album like i guarantee it but i mean somebody <laughs> was inspired by i'm sure somebody was inspired by Def leopard and made a great record you
0: know i, I, I <laughs> yeah. feel like that's All sort right. of a, a shitty thing you know yeah um for one example is my bloody valentine on the song coming along um (laughs) Uh, but yeah (laughs) exactly yeah and actually i I was also gonna ask you know like does it feel like part of another part of this album's legacy darren maybe you can tackle this is like it's kind of like the album that leads you into more experimental pastures you know because it almost is like that it's like a gateway album I, i feel where it's like you most people are hearing this the first time they're hearing it uh, because it's so famous like you probably have never heard anything like so experimental you know but after this it kind of opens your eyes to noise to texture based music you know like it, it it takes you there i feel like because in talking about like why is this album's legacy the way it is like it's almost like you you're gonna get here and from here on nothing's ever gonna be the same and It'll always have that position you know what i mean darren
2: yeah, I do. And I think this ties right into, you know, your sort of commentary on the songwriting being somewhat loose, you know, not necessarily like a Paul McCartney-esque type of song structure, you know what I mean? Right. Um And it helps, and I'm certain that it helped me sort of appreciate that, you know, I don't need a, I, you know my favorite bands or songwriters don't necessarily have to be of the quality of like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, you know, like it's really great to kind of stretch that out so far that like, I don't even, I'm not even thinking of that sort of influence when I'm listening to this, you know, I'm, I'm much more Mm -hmm. invested in how are they making the sound? Like, how are they doing this? Like how I'm thinking about the studio and, and what kind of process like Kevin Shields is going through to like make this happen. Um, and by the end of it, once you've like completely consumed this record, you know, you're, you're kind of like begging for more. And I think it does make it very easy to, to expand out. And now you're, you're looking at things that have no singing whatsoever and you don't even care because like you want to hear more of like that experimental sound sort of stuff. You know what I mean?
0: yeah because you're like you know I, I feel like another thing that's really great about this album is it gives you those hooks you know but th- those like kind of lead you in you know it's like right when you listen to um i only said or whatever you know it's like you, the first thing your ear attaches to is that like doo, boo, doo, doo, boo, doo, 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 doo. and then then from there you're like start to notice the rhythm guitar which is actually like the much cooler part of the song it's like you actually get interested in the textures of the song yeah more than the actual hook um can you, did, can you throw did some you respect
2: like, on the hook, though? I mean, come on, Gabe. Like, what, it's not like <laughs> do, 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 do. that's not how it goes, man. That is how it goes. <laughs> it's 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 more like <laughs> that's a note for note. You know, it's 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 got some. It
1: is way cooler than Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you did, totally
2: you spent this whole podcast the shitting
0: on the, the this hook.
2: I feel like you're just taking shots at some. I of those, really some of these songs.
0: I really didn't like mean to shit on this one. I was just saying that like it's not. I guess you, you guys just simply can't understand, but it's like not <laughs> catchy. It's not like I could imagine like um you know, I don't know, a uh, uh, Selena Gomez coming out with a song that's like you know samples the hook from When You Sleep or something like wow. That. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do but like she's never coming out of the song. It's like ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you know it's like it's it's catchy in like a trance inducing way Ugh. less of a pop way anyway, my point is, Dan, do you feel like that's kind of the place it holds for you, and that that's like what makes this the masterpiece it is that it is that gateway album that like you know it, it just makes you it just takes you opens your eyes to like texture based music and everything. Like I was saying. Yeah. I mean,
1: I I think this is the perfect gateway into, you know, especially noisier stuff, because like you said, you know, those little hooks and all they they're like little anchor points, you know, you, you can listen to this and you're not in a completely different world. You know, you're just in like right. a familiar, but you know, slightly different uh kind of th- world and then you know you get you get more into it and i think the more you listen to it the more uh you know normal it becomes and then you know you can move on to like really noisy stuff like earth sun boris you know um sure. or even or even just like you know noise ride. i mean i think like uh enjoying this record could get you into lightning bolt or something, you know even though it, it, it's pretty different I, I think it's i think it's a, a good doorway into this noisier uh world that exists you know
0: it it just almost like frees you to go anywhere because it's just like oh it's like the you know i mean what what makes like animal collective great is like not really the you know it's not really like the songwriting they're not like you know Lennon mccartney or anything there it's like the creativity with the music yeah exactly you know the sound worlds they create it could lead you there it could lead you to or it could lead you to like even just like kind of off kilter rock or something you know mm, like some big like, black or know. something yeah yeah i mean it could just lead you anywhere and it's just like because of what it emphasizes i think is what makes this like such a legendary album but all right i mean any last uh closing thoughts here we somehow successfully uh ranked all the songs on basically a perfect album
1: yeah that was honestly a, a really stupid idea
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm pretty
2: pretty mad that we had to put ourselves through that um, <laughs> yeah, yeah of all the records we've ever ranked this was by far the yeah. most difficult i would say oh
1: i i completely agree oh every other record we've ranked i've had a pretty good list you know within within the first couple of days of us uh you know working on this uh this one I, I was working i was working on it uh to the to the wire i don't, I don't think i had a uh, a complete solid yeah. list until you know hour or two before uh, we recorded
0: yeah let me uh, challenge uh, our listeners if you can think of an album that you think would be even harder to rank email us and let us know because I think yeah. it would actually be a fun challenge yeah
1: yeah yeah. maybe maybe alright well what do you think we'd love to read your thoughts on the air that email address is popshieldpod at com as always next episode in two weeks and we are not sure what it is <laughs> uh so make sure you you uh like the show help us out by subscribing uh leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast stay connected twitter facebook instagram uh and I'll, I'll post on there you know when we decide what the next episode is all that stuff is at pop shield and we'll see you in two weeks
0: see ya so long